Hello, hello. Welcome to the first case of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host, Shane. I'm so excited to get started. My first guest is David from the Noise State. Let's do this. Yes, welcome to the first ever case of Mixtaping Identity. My first guest, my first ever guest is David from the Noise State. I first came to know David through my journey and study of the works of the great Todd Noy. David, as it turns out, is the leading authority on the works of the great man, so he was someone I was very excited to get to know. David is also a very talented musician. He plays piano and composes for an outfit called Explorer Society, who we will discuss in the podcast. This is a really great chat. David has a lot of great stories to tell. He sees music in a really interesting way. And like me, has a real appreciation for the connection and community that music can bring. I hope you enjoy it. A quick explanation of the show for anyone who doesn't know already. I've put together a playlist template for my guests, and they've made a playlist ahead of the show recording. So don't forget that if you haven't done so already, you can find the playlist through our socials, and you can listen to it ahead of the podcast. I'm also just going to highlight at this point, as it's the first episode, that I do kickstart every conversation with the most generic music-based questions imaginable. I'll be back at the end of the episode as there's a few people I want to shout out and thank for making this possible. But for now, let's get into episode one of Mixtape and Identity with David. How often do you actually listen to music these days? Um, I listen to music constantly uh, because... Um, I work from home now, so whenever I'm not in a meeting, I've got a really nice speaker, so um, you know I'm listening to music all the time, and I have this uh, training class over Zoom, so lots of the music I listen to is like music to work out, to more upbeat stuff. So it's on those two spectrums, like workout bangers and sort of you know classical focus. Yeah, okay. And do you tend to focus on albums or playlists or how are you listening to it at the minute? Generally, I generally playlists, and then I've got I've got like my bands that I've got more loyalty to, where I listen to their their albums as they come out. But lots of time in this modern age, you're listening to new music that you you often just don't even know who the artist is when it comes on. Yeah, sure. Um, but um, so that's the majority of my listening. I'll type a I'll type a search word for a playlist, like a like a mood. And yeah. then that'll that'll see me right. Do you try and find new stuff, or are you trying to find stuff that you're familiar with? Yeah, well, I, I find I find new stuff mainly by doing the you know on Spotify. Yeah, you, you can listen to an artist radio. Yeah. So it will find you people of, of a similar genre, and then just yeah, if I hear something on the radio or something, I'll track someone down. But I wouldn't. I'd say, and you'll see from my selection, a lot of a lot of these are quite old songs. You know, I've got my. I've got my old favourites from sort of uh, golden eras. Uh, no, not golden eras of music, just golden eras of my own life, if you know what I mean. Right. What's the first music that you owned or bought? The early records that I bought, I remember buying on uh, cassette tape, uh, the Fugees, um, No Woman, No Cry. Oh, very from, good, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I remember actually the first CD I ever got uh, that I remember buying um, was a uh, wet, wet, wet picture. This <laughs> uh, hit song, Julia says, excellent, yeah. And I listened a lot to that album. Okay, um, oh, so I, I was see. a buy- I was a buyer. Oh, and I had an um, E seventeen Thunder. Oh, lovely. And um, so I I didn't buy an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, 
of music. Um, but I remember those as being early purchases. Okay, very good. And what's the what's the best in terms of live music? What's the best performance you've seen or the best show you've been to? Oh, that's a good question. Probably the, the most memorable show that I've been to was uh, I saw Max Richter perform Sleep, which is an eight-hour long piece performed overnight. So you get a bed rather than a chair. And it's wow. just, you know, what an experience. Um, so probably that. And then it's really hard to pick a favourite, but I've been lots of gigs where I've seen some of my favourite acts play. Like I saw Radiohead and I saw Neil Young play, and that was amazing. I've seen R.E.M., that was amazing. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of standout gigs. Right, okay. Excellent. Um, all right, well, look, we'll, we'll dive into the playlist then. So the, the first song is a song you fell in love with straight away and your choice is Mansard Roof by Vampire Weekend yeah absolutely this is also sort of an album I felt and a band that I fell in love with straight away mm-hmm. um, I was I went traveling in 2007 and um, I, I met a bunch of people who became really good friends and we like traveled around together mm-hmm. and we were all sharing records around that time right and um, sending and afterwards we were sending CDs to people to each other and uh, this was one that we were all sharing and everyone seemed to love it. And um, it's just, it's such a fun, upbeat number. It's a great, it was the first Vampire Weekend song I heard and it's the first track on the album. And mm-hmm. I think I, that's one of those bands that when they bring out an album, I'll, bu- I'll buy it straight away and I'll listen to it. And I try and catch Vampire Weekend every time they come to town. Um, so I've seen them a few times. Um, so I thought, I wanted to give a nod to Vampire Weekend as probably... One of my favorite all-round, all-round acts. Yeah. So when you, when you were sharing that, you were you were physically sending copies of CDs to people like across the world. Yeah, mixtape master. <laughs> That's excellent. All right, and then the song that took you a while was "Newborn" by Elbow. Yeah, I think the al- the the band that took me a while was Elbow. Right. They've they've become. I think I've seen Elbow live more than any other band. And when I first was seeing them live, it was just at festivals. On, on sort of not headline slots and right. it was always one of those that I'd like look back on and say actually they were they were good then and then um, I've always bought all of their albums and just really enjoyed them and I, I think Newborn is a it's just it builds and it builds and it builds it's really powerful track and they've got more accessible tracks in their catalogue elbow but uh, this track Newborn I think it's just a really moving layered piece and yeah. and that first elbow album Asleep in the Back it, it's it is probably their best album, I think, and it's got this really kind of, you know, it's got like a darkness to it, but it's also super pretty in bits. I could have mm. picked a bunch of songs off that album that I feel, felt similarly about. Like it took me a while to, took me a while before I loved them, but once I, once I sort of felt like I understood it, 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 it gets a lot of airplay still to this day. Yeah, I would say the 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 opening line of "I'll be your corpse in the bathtub, useless" would make it maybe potentially a little less accessible. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah, it's cold. It's a cold, cold lyric. Eh? Yeah. Also, not necessarily how I would not not necessarily the first descriptor I would use to describe a a corpse in the bathtub. <laughs> you too. It's all about useless. utility these days. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't know if that's strong enough a word. I don't know if that's the first yeah. thing I would say. There's a corpse in bath, so that's, oh, that's, that's no good to me. Yeah, I can't use that for anything. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, then the next song was a song from your introduction to music. Sears is Sultans of Swing by Dire Straits. Yeah, probably probably a lot of folk have got similar memories about being in the dad's car and the old Dire Straits kicking in. 
yeah. you know, providing the groove for many a long journey. Yeah. So um, I think our particular album that got a lot of play in the car was the Alchemy, Dire Straits Live. You know, so we're talking extended versions, extended solos. When yeah. you're on that open highway driving through the various roundabouts in uh, Barnsley Town Centre with my dad pumping his, you know, pumping the Dire Straits out, it, yeah. it, it's... It, it stays with you. And actually, it's a decent... Dire Straits is a decent band that I'll, I'll listen to to this day and still enjoy yeah. uh, Still enjoy those tracks. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, but it, that's the, the... As soon as I hear Dire Straits, I'm straight in the straight in the family car ride. Yeah. Could have been a song for, for my playlist as well. Um, I think I think you might have had the same, the same CD, actually, my dad, which had the extremely long intro to Money for Nothing. Yeah, there's like a there's there's like a mythical flute going along. Oh, the, the whole, it, it, it's. I mean, imagine being at that concert. It's like twenty minutes before the concert even yeah. starts, but you, you're just on the edge of your seat waiting, and yeah. then boom, you, yeah. you're in. And yeah. they do what else is on there? They do uh, they do the uh, Romeo and Juliet. Absolutely, and I'm imagining. I wasn't at the concert, obviously, but I'm just imagining yes. fireworks, doves flying out yeah. from the from the cannons. Just an yeah. absolute epic, and, uh, yeah. Maybe Mark Knopfler like rises up on like a tower out of the ground <laughs> to almost out of sight up in the arena, and he's just there, and all you can see is his headband. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, production value is off the scale. Like, um, yeah, great record. Uh, and then you go on with a song that makes you happy is "Young Folks" by Peter Gabriel yeah. and John. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, the reason I picked this is um, it from that same period where I was traveling around just interrailing, this is another track that we were all like listening to. And, you know, you, you when you go on a holiday and, and you, and a particular song defines it, well, yeah. this was Peter Bjorn and John young folks. Um, so it always just reminds me of that time where I was out exploring, not mm-hmm. knowing what city I'd end up next with some great people, but also I've listened then since to a load of Peter Buck, Bjorn and John's, uh, other records and other albums like yeah. that's from an album called Writer's Block, which I I just love it. I like to listen to. I like to do like marathons or half marathons mm-hmm. when I'm listening to music while I'm running. I like to listen to these like short, catchy albums, so that are about forty minutes long, thirty to forty minute long short albums. Because yeah. you know you can listen to three of these and the fuller banners, and then mm-hmm. you finish the race. You know, yeah. and um, uh, but. For, yeah, for anyone that's not explored Peter Bjorn and John's catalogue, they're just some wonderful pop songs. Okay, I'll definitely give it a go. Song that makes you sad then is Hurt, Johnny Cash. Yeah, well, maybe this one is a bit cliche. It's the ultimate sad song, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. So um, I think combined with the video, um, you know, if if for any reason you want to feel sad, yeah, that's that's route one. Put this on, you'll be reminded of the kind of, uh, you know, destructive effect of time. I think the song was originally about battling addiction, but but it just seems so relevant how it's been turned to just this act of, you know, what a line like an old man that you know is not going to live much longer. What have I become? And sort of, mm. um, and the way that they interspersed the music video with pictures of Johnny Cash on a train as a young young man, and it's it's. And, and his wife sort of looked peeking through from from the room in his study, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And and, and beautiful beautiful song anyway, beautifully recorded, amazing video. Yeah. You know, you put that on, you'll you'll 
you're well up, I would think most yeah. people would. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'd imagine quite a few people will probably pick that particular song because it very much fits the brief. Yeah, I thought that when I put it down. You know, it is because there's a lot of sad songs that they kind of they've they've got like other facets to them. Mm. But mm-hmm. this is just a song that, and I figured, oh, I've got to put this one. It will probably be everybody's sad song because it's like that is why this song exists it just reminds you how sad it is that yeah you know things things fade and nothing lasts forever yeah absolutely and then song to relax to is lover's carvings by bibio oh i love this one yeah i don't know much about bibio they i think it well no i don't know much about it um <laughs> anyway i'm not even going to gamble on saying where they're from or, what, or whatever but this one this one it's got a cracking groove to it it reminds me of the countryside as well this artist's work always reminds me of like the great outdoors it's sort of quite tranquil but without being you know it's it's never sad it's got like this upbeat tranquility to it i really yeah. like it yeah. and and this is the prime example of 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 the work because it's because it's kind of it's kind of jaunty, but without being, um, you know, it feels like it belongs in like a relaxing space. They're not going to be playing in yeah. a in a nightclub, but it will also it's also like quite upbeat. So when yeah. you're out on a country walk, it's just perfect. You know, yeah. imagine, uh, you know, the sun's shining, you're out walking through a forest or something, and then you've got this lovely like earthy kind of uh, track. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I I I sort of wanted to put this on my list anyway, and I was looking up and down to think where's the best fit for this this particular right. banger. Yeah, it's it's a lovely lovely song. It's it's not one that I'd I'd come across before listening to this playlist. Um, oh yeah, it, it's got a nice intro as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nicely layered. There's a, an awful lot I really like about it, and again, very much fits the brief of a a nice like chilled number. Definitely something to relax to. So really, really happy to have it in rotation now. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, song from your preteen years then is "No Limit" by Two Unlimited. Yeah, it was funny listening through the preteen years was a bit triggering for me because every every song I thought I was just taken straight back to school discos, uh-huh. and um, school discos for me was a building anxiety because I knew it was only a matter of time before you'd get to the last three or four, which were the romantic slow dancers. Right. And um, I wasn't that good at finding a finding a partner for the slow dancers at school. Very shy. As so, for me, school discos were the, from the moment I arrived. I was thinking, right, it's a matter of time, and at some point, everyone's going to be all romanced up, mm-hmm. and I'll be like lurking behind the curtains as the, you know, the, the failed, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, as a failure. And the only times on these school discos where my sort of anxiety would fade away would be when. No limits came on, which uh-huh. every, every, you know everyone would be playing it cool on the edges of the gymnasium right. floor. The soon yeah. as two limit, you hear that like klaxon go. Everybody piles in, yeah. uh, probably an early mosh pit for us, and you'd just be, <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd you'd be all sweaty, bright red face, and uh, just soaking in that aggressive beat. Yeah. And then um, this is a song that stayed with me over the years. I've got this football team, me and my pals in Sheffield. Uh-huh. We only play one game a year, and it's against Berlin, FC Stahlbier. It's sort of a long-standing rival with the, that we do every year or so. Uh-huh. And our theme song of the Steel City is 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 that very song, No Limits. Right. So, you know, it gives us the same aggressive charge today as it always did back then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, spurred us on to victory in the most recent game, pre-pandemic. Excellent. Very much a, like a football anthem now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's what football's about, isn't it? Zero limits. That's how you win games. Push yeah. beyond. Yeah, absolutely. So the next one then is a is a um the category is a cover, and you have uh your recomposed by Max Richter. Richter? Yeah. Max sorry, Max recomposed Richter, by yeah. Max Richter. Spring by Vivaldi. Spring one. Spring yeah. one by Vivaldi. Oh man. It's his that whole album is brilliant. Max Richter's the same guy who had that eight hour long piece and he's like yeah. a um, if, if you're not familiar with him, he's a British German. What would you call him? He's like a mass. He's a master of like cinematic, mini, minimal kind of vibes. That that nice moving piano with some strings and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Really nice stuff. Nice for study, and uh, that's the kind of thing I listen while I'm at work in the background. Okay. Uh, he had a crack at Vivaldi's Four Seasons, but he mm-hmm. did it with like a modern twist. Mm-hmm. And uh, spring one, it's the first substantive track on the record. You know, there's all that. There's, there's a little bit of, you know, gentle warm up before it. It's a bit like the Dire Straits Alchemy record. Yeah. yeah. But then, um, but then spring one kicks in, and it's got all these lovely runs, and it, it's, it, it, you get what, you get what it says on the, on the tin. You get springtime. It's, it's lovely, and there's a bit of synth underneath. And all these violins going berserk. I suppose I thought, well, it's we can call it a cover version. It's somebody else's piece. Max Richter's had a crack at it and given it a refresh. So, uh, yeah, that's what I picked. Yeah, perfect. So, obviously, this is a type of music or style of music that you're very much into. Um, yeah. What, recomposed, what, what does that actually mean? to a, a layman I mean I, I, I suppose he's taken a he's taken the the original com- composition that would have been the Vivaldi composition yeah. and he's basically said okay I'm going to have a crack at this with my orchestra mm-hmm. which I mean that's what happens all the time when we go and see classical music it's not like Beethoven's still kicking around yeah. no, normally what happens is somebody just takes Beethoven's original manuscripts and symphonies yeah. and then um, and they perform them with the orchestra. I suppose what Max Richter did here is he thought, I'm just going to have a bit more of a tweak with the manuscripts and the um, maybe bring in a little bit of subtle electronics in there as well mm-hmm. and just play around with it a little bit. So um, that's that, that's what he's done there. As far as the genre goes, I, I, I play piano myself, so I like to listen to a lot of piano music and the type yeah. of piano I like to play, it, 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 it is that quite sort of, mellow reasonably minimal type stuff uh, yeah. the, the sort of thing that it's the kind of music that's nice to hear in films you know it has that same effect you, you know just gets the if it can get the hair standing on end it's mm-hmm. the kind of thing I, I, I like excellent so I, I listened to this and I listened to Vivaldi to get a sense of, um, for what I was hearing so it, it sounds like a completely different song unless I'm getting them mixed up yeah well he's pro- no he probably has uh I've, I've not done that comparative analysis myself, so um, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe he ought to have just brought it out as a, as a completely separate album then and called it, uh, you know, not, just waiting yeah. to get found out. No, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's it, it's a lovely record, um, but maybe yeah, maybe that's not giving Max. Rick, maybe I haven't given Max Richter enough credit there. Then maybe mm. he has taken all the things that are great about Vivaldi's Four Seasons. And and it's just repackaged them for a modern audience. Yeah, it sounds incredible. It's definitely a different take on a cover, which I very much appreciate. The song you would sing at karaoke, "Just Like Heaven" by The Cure. Yeah, I I could have picked a number of Cure songs, uh, but "Just Like Heaven" is a great one, and it's a great first lyric. You can really, it, it's a joyous record. 
I think it, I think it's such a good one to do at karaoke. I've got a friend called Alan who lives in Edinburgh, and um, me and Alan once went and hired one of those karaoke booths, just the two of us. And we'd spent all afternoon writing little clues on bits of paper. We put them in this coffee tin and we turned up for this karaoke booth. We had this coffee tin concealed with all our clues in. And, you, you know, before you had to sing your song, you pulled it out and it would either be the name of an artist or it could be like a, it might say like royalty. So you could do a prince song or a queen song or something, or it might say songs of social upheaval or, you know, um, uh, songs about animals or whatever and we just you know we scored each other x-factor style and we were honest <laughs> and fair um, and we had a cracking day we had a few beers just me and al and um of of some of the songs that were performed on that great occasion uh-huh. that i did just like heaven and um you always know you're going well on karaoke when the when the audience joins in as well they, they're with you you yeah. know you've won them over so um that's why I picked that one. Did Alan join in? Alan joined in. He joined in on a number of them, but that one, he was really going for it. And, you know, memorable occasion. Excellent. So it reminds you of a specific place. You've gone with Green Green Grass of Tunnel by... Yeah. Now, is it pronounced Mum? Or it would be... Uh, well, it, it, yeah. I think it's pronounced Moom. I'm not certain. Okay. Um, but they're a brilliant band from Iceland. Mm-hmm. I saw them. It was one of the last gigs I saw was seeing them play at um, Union Chapel. And um, they, they they kind of got this lovely, like, twinkly, again, cinematic yeah. vibe to them. And this record, I just, I absolutely love this record. Um, I've actually heard a cover of this same record by uh, British, British Sea Power. Mm-hmm. And I almost put that, that down as my favourite cover. The place that it reminds me of is Iceland, uh, which is a kind of a... Because Iceland is kind of this magical place anyway, what with the northern lights and, the, you know, you wrap up warm and it's a, it's, it's a lovely, lovely place. And there's lots of music that's produced in Iceland that has this quality. So I'm thinking like Sigur Ross and bands like this. They seem to have, um, and even if they seem, it seems to be a really creative sort of place. And it's definitely a track where, it makes you think of the Icelandic landscape. And I've seen the video for it as well, or, or, or a video in YouTube, whether it's the original video or someone else's, but, you know, it's showing all the Northern lights and the beauty of Iceland. And it's got this, this track's one of my absolute faves. So it's a lovely song to listen to. When I heard it, the, one of the first thoughts I had was that it sounds like Sigurós, because this isn't a band that I've come across. And Sigurós, I used to listen to quite a bit. Gobbledygook by Sigurós is um, on my playlist as the song to relax to i just find it fascinating that it's a very distinct style but it is icelandic it's quintessentially icelandic for some reason yeah it's a, it's an odd it's an odd one because it's not got a massive population iceland but yeah you know this if it's definitely known as a place that has got like these this like great musical mythical element and definitely i'd say like moon they are they remind me a lot of Sigur ross and maybe the, the thing that makes them slightly different is on some of their records they do a, a bit more in terms of like electronic quirky little blips and pops and sequenced stuff but for for the most part they are they, a lot of what they do is that sort of floating you know ethereal building sort of um like, like cinematic stuff two great bands right there i listen to Sega ross a lot and i listen to um uh, moon quite a lot as well no I'll, I'll definitely get into moon after this because it's like a, a really i really like Sega ross so anything that's vaguely similar will i'm sure i'll enjoy the song reminds you of a specific person 
is September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah, great record. It reminds me of my wife, Portland. Her birthday is the 21st of September. So it's sort of a little bit like her song. It's, you know, a song about her uh, birthday. And when we first got together, I remember for her birthday, I made a little, um, power, what was it, PowerPoint sort of presentation. I, I didn't do it. I wasn't like the keynote speaker. I just pressed play and, and, they, and they all sort of transitioned one photo to the next. And in the background, it was playing um, Earth, Wind and Fire. And it's, I mean, it's a brilliant song. And it also reminds me of a movie I absolutely love. Intouchable, the, the the sort of French movie. Uh, they did they, they did a sort of American remake, but it wasn't it, it didn't really come close. But it, um, there's a wonderful scene in Intouchable where this song's featured, and if I definitely recommend this movie as a feel good Sunday afternoon sort of movie. Yeah, okay, I'll give it a look. Song that motivates you is No Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper. I could have picked any from the Rocky soundtracks. Yeah, Eye of the Tiger is, is a, another sort of standout. That's probably the cliche one. But the Rocky soundtracks generally are the most motivating tracks ever. Obviously, because of my um, prominent status as a noise scholar, I'm close to the Rocky universe. Certainly, we do these fitness classes uh, each day, sort of, you know, we live the way of the fist, basically. And um, through the fitness classes, I often play the Rocky soundtrack and when No Easy Way come, no easy way Out comes on, you know, not only is it a good reminder, you just got to, you know, you just have to battle on through, through hard times, but also there's all that imagery of Sly Stallone's midnight driving his Lamborghini, you know, sort of tackling his demons through high speed, dangerous driving at night, which, you know, is a surefire way to, you know, process any of life's problems, whether it's grief or say the death of Apollo Creed or, well, a whole host of problems. Yeah, absolutely. Even lyrically, there's no easy way out, there's no shortcut home, is an excellent mantra for pushing through when you're working out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking about it now, like working through the lyrics in my head, and they are... I'm glad I picked this one, actually, because some of those lyrics, because it, it sort of... There's like an acceptance of fallibility as well. You know, it, it sort of says... I can't remember, you know, exactly, but it's sort of this acknowledgement that, oh, God, life's life's tough. Um, you know, we're not always in, indestructible, but then it just comes back around and it's like, well, you just got to shake it off and, uh, you know, just keep keep moving forward. Again, another Rocky quote, but brilliant. What a, what a song. And, you know, to start a song as well with that, like, famous rim shot on the drum and, 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 and you're in with that sort of driving bass line, it's... Uh, it takes every it takes every box. If there was a science for creating a motivational number, I imagine it would include driving baseline, epic rim shot, and sort of lyrics about sort of self doubt and triumphing against adversity. So, ten, ten, 10 out of ten as a song, and ten out of ten for motivational um, ability. Yeah, again, very very much hitting the brief, which I yeah. appreciate. Hitting the rim. Um, yeah. <laughs> the song that someone introduced you to then is Iron and Wine, the trapeze singer. Yeah. So I'd met a friend at a, a party, a wedding, and uh, we'd stayed up really late afterwards. And we sort of called it, it was like a, a soothe off. We were playing, we were just like playing the most relaxing songs we could think of, almost competitively. Anyway, this this guy then put me in touch with another friend who I'd never met before. This was in South Africa. And then I got an email from this guy saying, you should get in touch with this other friend who was a friend of mine who was also well into the soothe scene. So, 
So I did, and I went out for a cup of tea with this guy, and I was still friends now. And on that first cup of tea, he told me this story because uh, we were talking about music and, and all things like about relaxing music and poignant music. And he told me this story that there was this guy, he'd heard of this guy, maybe it was on a podcast or maybe it's a sort of secondhand story, I don't know. But he'd said there was this guy who had, I think he was a, a veteran who was having an awful time in his life and he decided he was going to end his life. And he made all his provisions, a bit like on that movie, that a single man, you know, he makes all his arrangements for leaving the earth. And then he, he, he was about to do the deed. And as he was, he heard this song playing come up on the radio or whatever. And the song saved his life because it was, it was such a moving, beautiful song. It, it just reminded him that it was worth sticking around, you know. That it, yeah, yeah, it's a hard life, but there's these moments of, like, really beautiful stuff. So that then made me curious to listen to this song. I thought any song that can save someone's life, that's worth a listen. I listened to it. I liked it. And I've listened to it loads since. And I just think it's lovely. It's also quite a long song. So you, you can lose yourself in it. Yeah, it's, it's a really lovely chilled number and yeah as you say you can lose yourself in it i would say your next song would would take you right back into the present which is a song you wouldn't expect to like which is warney warney by omar Suleiman. oh yeah omar Suleiman, yeah yeah this is this is this is beyond present this is future they, i mean these beats are just next level um so i'd never heard of omar Suleiman, and um i live in cambridge now and uh, my friend Natalie invited me along to say, do you want to come and see this guy, Omar Solomon? He's like, he's like a, a Syrian star. Oh, yeah, I'll go along, I thought, just expecting it to be, because often in Cambridge you can see these acts and, you know, they're rarely sort of sold out or pumping. You know, you can get lucky, but I have been to the local Cambridge venues and seen sort of acts I've not heard of before play perfectly good shows, but not to, like, massive audiences or massively appreciative audiences. But this was unbelievable I turned up and Omar was like a god people it was rammed and it was it was it was just absolutely banging people were throwing themselves it was like people it was like two unlimited had dropped and um so I was just loving it and you had Omar on stage he he, the only other thing on stage was this guy on a keyboard and it didn't look like the most modern keyboard either but the beats that were getting chucked out of this thing we're talking pacey um, pacey banging beats but then he does these solos over the top that's you know it, it just reminds you of like eastern yeah for, for, for me I'm just transported to like an eastern bazaar or you know what I mean uh, um, so I suppose I suppose the reason I would, wouldn't have expected to like it was because I would, wouldn't have expected to found it to listen to music you know this this music of the Middle East uh, but I, I really did like it and it was a cracking concert and um, I sometimes exercise to this music now because it's just got it's got such a great pulse and and uh, yeah he's got a good recipe there you know great he's almost, he's like a singer slash MC and his keyboarding sidekick he, he can't have he can't have deliver a solo uh, yeah it's a it's a very very intense song uh, to listen to especially off the back of you know there's quite a lot of chilled music in your playlist so. Um, First time yeah. I was listening to this, I usually when I'm listening to music, I'm like as you say, working from home or um, cooking or you know tidying up or something. 
so to go from the trapeze singer straight into this was uh, was quite jarring initially but um... oh yeah it's chalk and cheese <laughs> you, you're right my uh, my tastes are more on the like gentle and mellower side as a, as a rule but yeah like like everyone I like to listen to all sorts of things but definitely I consider that kind of chilled kind of mellow sort of music that's where I'm most sort of at, at home that's what I'm most commonly reaching for um, an interesting thing about Omar Suleiman he, he sort of wears his sunglasses on stage and he has like his headgear on but every so often he gets this like shoelace thing I don't know if it's got like a charm on the end or something but he'd just like swing it round in circles like on a, a bit you know like you would a conquer if you were yeah, you sort of trying to trying to psych your opponent out. Yeah, and he stands at the front of the stage while his keyboardist is is shredding, uh-huh. and then he's just swinging around his like conquer thing, and the crowd were just like, "Yeah, spin it!" <laughs> um, and I always meant to research on uh, Google what you know what what was all that about. Yeah, and I've not I've not done that yet, but um, yeah, I should I should find that yeah. find that out really. But it was it was a cool thing to witness. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll look at myself as well. And then lastly, a song you think everyone should listen to. Nice strategic choice here, which is uh, These Tools by Explorer Society. Absolutely. And I've got I've got like an artist um, app on Spotify, so I'll know if everyone listens to it or not, because I'll, I'll be able to check the numbers. But um, <laughs> yeah, Explorer Society is my musical project, which is a collective a band. We're based all over, actually, all over the world. We've got people from all over the world that come and play with us. We play concerts in Cambridge mostly. Yeah, we're like, it's like a little orchestra, little a little outfit. I generally compose the music, but, you know, everybody everybody that comes along brings their own ideas to it and brings their own personality. And we end up creating some really good tunes. These Tools, I think, is one of the, one of the standout tracks of ours. I really like playing it, and um, it, it tends to go down nicely in concert in the concert. Yeah, it, it it sounds beautiful. So I, I listened to I listened to the band when you initially suggested it when we played games together a few months ago, and then listened to them more when I was going through this playlist. And I think what I like about the the project is that it sounds collaborative. Definitely, you can tell that the, that the people are trying things musically. Yeah, oh, definitely. Keep it loose. Yeah. But it's 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 it, it's it's really really enjoyable to listen to because it is it's 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 beautiful and it's chilled and it's really nice to listen to. But as I said, from a from a musical standpoint, yeah, you can tell that people are trying things and it feels like a kind of open creative space in that way. Yeah, that's how that, that's how we want it to run across. Nothing's nothing's like overly prepared, and it's super free so we when we play the concerts it's sort of different every time even though that you know even though we know basically what it should sound like that there's a lot of freedom there but but for me it's just been the best thing ever because I might compose a piece at home um just and just hear it as a piano solo and then to 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 turn up and and have all of these wonderful players who are also great friends and you know and if and, and, and if they're new players then they become great friends and they just they elevate it so much to the point where in a lot of cases my original compositions just get completely re you know they get completely different life um because somebody sees something in the piece that 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 I hadn't thought to do and it's a lovely pr- process and sometimes when I'm playing or when we're playing live and we've got the whole band there I just can't believe it it's like you know what 
what a feeling to be playing. You're playing what is basically a, quite a simple piano piece and then uh, this sort of string section all like comes in and it starts soaring. You're like, like there's such a good feeling. So. No, it's it's yeah, it sounds unbelievable. One thing I was going to ask about you. So obviously, it's for those who haven't listened to it, it's uh, an instrumental band. The titles. Are th- th- do you have a particular story that you're telling in mind when you're composing the pieces? Um. Yeah. yeah so it's, this came up in conversation the other day with, with someone. I can't remember. I can't remember when. But um, I can. The truth is, I, I can't really remember where the titles come from. For for most of the pieces. Like it, it, it's certainly not something that's overly considered. It, um, there's only a short period where a piece doesn't have a title. There might be a, t- a point where we just call it like, you know, you know, that new one in D minor or whatever. But then relatively quickly, we just say, OK, from this point forward, this piece is called this. And that's that's in almost all cases, that's the sort of starting point. So there's a couple of p- tracks that where there are reasons. There's one track called Tongue of the Woodpecker. And and that's because apparently in Leonardo da Vinci's notebooks, there's a little side note where he writes to himself, must find out the tongue of the woodpecker, must discover what's going on with the tongue of the woodpecker or something. Because it's like an internal bike helmet, a woodpecker's tongue, it goes around the inside of its skull, like an internal shock, shock absorber. So I thought, well, that's a good title, tongue of the woodpecker. And then um, these tools... That is a, that's a piece I'm quite defensive of. That title has a definitive reason. And someone once told me it was not a very good title, and I, I said, no, it is a good title. Here's why. But years before I actually composed the piece, these tools, my uh, old, an old girlfriend's mother had told me this story about how her father's factory that he'd worked at in, in Wales got demolished, and he hated his job like he was a constant worker, go to work, come home, you know, that old working class sort of lifestyle uh, but when they actually blew up his factory he got all he was stood on the hill watching it all unfold and she said she it was the only time she'd seen a dad cry and I thought I'm gonna have to compose a piece about that one day and I'll call it these tools and I never I never quite landed on a piece that would fit it and then one day I'd come back from a stag do I'd been on in Liverpool and I had that very I was feeling so tender hangover all of that self-loathing that comes from getting carried away and drinking too much cheap alcohol and I just sat there pressed record and I played this piece and I was like oh well that's that's these tools so that that is a title that's got a lot of meaning but lots of the others are more just sort of uh, a little bit a little bit less meaningful they're just whatever feels right for us all excellent David thanks very much for for coming on and doing this with me been a pleasure thank you thanks for having me quickly do you want to be found and if you want to be found where can you be found i'll plug the music we're called explorer society and you'll find us on spotify itunes all of those usual streaming services and then just another just another thing that i'd want to just give a little nod to for people that haven't already found or been found by the the touch of noi todd noi is a writer who i'm a massive fan of Probably, maybe the foremost authority on his works. I've certainly studied his at great length, and um, I think you know, soaking in that literature, it's almost got musical qualities itself. In that, it can elevate you to higher places. You know, tis said that there's no easy way out. Well, if you've got a Noi book, maybe there is an easy way out, and it's through Noi. So uh, I'd just say to anybody listening, check out check out the literature of Todd Noi. Excellent. I feel I feel cherished. Well said. 
And that's it for episode one of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. A few quick thank yous before I go. The incredible artwork for the show was done by Wee Jess. You should check her out at Wee Jess Creates on Instagram. She's very, very talented and just a wonderful person. The music for the show was created by the lovely Duncan Turner. He's actually our guest for next week, but in the meantime, you should find him on Twitch at Dumcan. That's D-U-M-C-A-N-N. He's an incredibly funny guy and makes some great music-based content on there. He actually made this jingle in one of his streams, which was just incredible to watch. If you like the show and you want to support it, then please give us a follow on Instagram at Mixtaping Identity or on Twitter at Mixtaping ID. That's the best place to find all the latest news on guests, etc. And get involved in the conversation. You know, make a playlist. Tell me what this episode got you listening to. We genuinely love to hear from all of you. You can do all the other stuff as well. Tell your friends, leave a review, buy me a coffee or just say a nice thing. I'll be back next week for episode two. So take care of yourself and I'll speak to you then.